Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, animals, reptiles, amphibians, and everybody else, too. And even, I don't know if I'm going to get myself in trouble with this one, but people from other planets and creatures from other planets, if you're looking to beam me up, come and get me. I'm in the attic. This show is called The Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. I'm called Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, and my favorite animal advocate, Valerie Heffron is here with me, the really the visionary behind this movement we call Pals, the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. This is really her brainchild. She came up with this, and we have a lot of exciting community that we're building. And I want to read you what it says right on the website for talkradio.nyc. It says, we want to amplify the message that we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. We want to support one another in business by building a compassionate network together so that everyone wins. Especially the animals. Especially the animals. We do this and we are doing this by hosting this show, which is a, I don't know, Valerie, did I, we didn't even talk about this, but this is sort of, this is one slice in an eight slice pie. I'm not going to get into this whole thing where I told the guy from Boston I was going to order a pie one day. Maybe I am getting into that. I said, let's order a pie. And he goes, what do you mean a pie? Like cherry, lemon? <laughs> and I said, dude, we're from Long Island. I'm talking about a pizza. So this is like really the show is a slice, maybe a slice and a half of really what this movement is going to be. There's so much that we're going to do here. And we believe that people who love animals and are compassionate about animals, which, which to me sounds silly that I even have to say people who love and are compassionate about animals. Richie's agreeing with me because like, that could kind of, isn't that supposed to be everybody? <laughs> like the fact that there's yeah. like a group of people that are not compassionate about other species is a whole nother thing. But that's, look, maybe the show doesn't exist if we're not trying to solve those types of problems, right? Mm. We're trying to educate. And I will tell you, I am, uh, I'm the biggest student here on the show. So three things. I said, educate, advocate, and learn. So I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to bring folks on that are going to help educate us in this community. And uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm a junior animal advocate. Yay. Like I need like a t-shirt that says, I'm a junior animal advocate. <laughs> like it's a title. Like I'm going to get one of those, like go to Udemy or, or Coursera Val, and I'll get one of those, like, I want to, I got like an advocate, $13, I became an advocate. You graduated, but you know what, if there's no such thing, because it's always a work in progress, and I learn every single day, too. I want to share some good news before we dive in with our wonderful guest that I'm so excited about, um, but here's an example, and this is why we're trying to spread awareness, because um, legislatively, right, animal welfare is 100% dictated by laws. Um, and there was a victory not too long ago in the state of New York regarding divorce and pets. So prior to this law being passed, if you were getting a divorce and let's say you had a dog and both, both people were really in love with and attached to your dog, it was treated like property. So if these two people couldn't come together and figure out how they were going, where the dog was going to live, where their visitation rights, who's going to pay for the bills and whatever, that dog would be sold. And the proceeds oh, hold on. So divided. No one gets the dog? No it's one would get the dog. This is, this is how they treat law dictated. It was like chattel. So I'm not the expert on this. We're going to have a matrimonial lawyer come on actually and talk about this, but and then someone else I was talking about this earlier today just asked me, they were like, wait a minute, 
So is there like alimony for pets now? And I'm like, that's a really good question. I don't know. But the point is that is a victory to no longer have animals be treated like, you know, furniture or, or a car. So um, we can celebrate that one. Yay. But <laughs> I left my pom-poms in the kitchen when I was getting or sorry. But now here comes a bill. And this is why I just wanted to share this really quickly. There is another, in addition to the anti-puppy mill bill, which we hope everyone is calling their legislators on, there's also a bill, and I'm excited to announce that it was introduced in a bipartisan fashion, but we need everyone to call their senators and assembly members um, for a bill that will prohibit the sale of products that are tested on animals in the state of New York. So anyway, the bill number is A5. 653, that's the assembly, and Senate S4839. So again, like I'm not this amazing animal advocate person who just knows all this stuff. I get this information from other sources, and I'm just trying to spread the word and raise more attention so that we collectively can make the world a better place. Yay! That's the whole thing, Val. And when we get into other part of the conversation, if you could share those bills in the chat here so I can then share them on Facebook, or if you want to share them on Facebook, let's just get those out on Facebook, yeah. you know, because we okay. as a yes. resource, and that's, you know, that's kind of the whole thing is yes. it's about educating, and it's about taking that information that you now have garnered and bringing it to our community. That's what you can expect from your pals yeah. every week, is to bring you information, bring you people, bring you resources, and- yes. You know, I, I see our friend Richie Schwartz is here. Janice Costa is here. And if, if it's Costa, I'm sorry. But some people say Costa. Some people say Costa. Some people say tomato. Some people say potato. I don't know what that means. Um, but Richie, Janice, is it Costa or Costa? It's Costa. Costa. All right. So I'll write it down that way. So I remember Richie is wearing a hat. So there will be some a bit of shenanigans. I have three hats that I brought to the party Throughout the show, we might see those hats, which is just another reason. Oh, this guy will not be outdone. He's got a second hat, and it's still got the tags on Ready it. to go. He's on to Wear that and wear it to a party and then bring it back the next day. Oh, my God. Don't. That's terrible, Tommy. That's not good for commerce. All right, Val. Let's All right, so let's talk about why we're bringing on these amazing uh, yeah. people. And um, I met them through a pet networking organization, American Pet Professionals. And so here's the goal, right? Um there are so many amazing now vocations within the pet space. Um, I know several people that like 20, 25 years ago when we were first starting our careers and all that, um, they would have absolutely done something in the pet space. But I think back then it felt like the choices were either you go to medical school to become a veterinarian. And I, I personally could not do that because I, I don't think I would be able to handle it, to be honest with you. Um, but but the other thing would be like, you know, maybe um, grooming or training, which still exists. But now, I mean, probably because of the internet and all of that, the, I mean, the pet industry is just exploding. So it's, it's a thrill to bring on people who have created a career and, you know, they're earning a good living and to share what they're doing and also highlight, um, you know, other potential things that people can do and to continue to make the pet space even better. So uh, go ahead, Tommy, I want you to I just, you you're really yeah, good I mean, just, let's do that. First of all, I, I have <laughs> some things I want to read just to kind of introduce your backgrounds and whatnot. But, you know, Janice Costa, right? Yes. I wrote it down phonetically right here on my little pad. So I would say it the right way. Janice, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome to the PALS community. How are you today? 
I am great. Thanks. We're thrilled you're here. I'm going to tell you your background in a second. Richie, same. Welcome. Love the hat. How are you, man? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Thanks. So we all got connected through Valerie's relationship with one of our past guests, Nancy. Don't hassle me. Hassle of American <laughs> Pet Professionals. And I know she probably hates when I say that because she's probably heard that her whole life. But I, I think it's cute and I'm silly and I just kind of say things like I'm a dad. So I say dad jokes, you know, with regularity. My kids remind me of that. They're not I like right. it. Nice. You do. All right. Good. I appreciate the support. I'll say it again. then. <laughs> so, all right. So Janice is going to tell us about Canine Camp Getaway, which I checked out the website, which you all should check out the website, caninecampgetaway.com. I will share it on Facebook. They also have a Facebook page, but it just looks like so much fun. And Richie is, talk about specialization, Val. Talk about, like I have, a, I have several children and one of my children is way into dogs. And he constantly tells people, I like your dog, like, whether it's whether the person wants to know that information or not. I always see that. And I, these people are like, they probably hear that all the time, you know, but I'd be like, you don't even know my dog. How do you know you like my dog? But that's a different conversation. Because it's a dog. Because it's a dog. I guess that's a good point. But, but Richie specializes in photography, pet photography. So how cool is that? We had on our friend, um, John Dingley came on with a heavy Irish brogue. And, um, well, he has one and he brought it with him because I don't think you can leave your brogue elsewhere when you show up on a show or, or whatnot. But John was John does art. He has, does painting and um, does some really special work. Um, so and there's so much here. So, Richie, Janice, welcome to the show. Why don't we start a little bit into Janice? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Because even in the little the virtual green room that we had, it was like. You said, had you known, like, you didn't know you'd go into this kind of work. You didn't know this even was a thing. So let's talk about that. Okay. So I guess my dogs want to talk about it. Too. Who are they? Because we have a rule here on the show and I have a rule here in the attic that if somebody announces themselves, they must say hello. Who is that? <laughs> I have three dogs. Um, my oldest is almost 13. That's Lexi. Um, she's a lab Malinois cross. My middle one, Kaylee, is a Belgian Malinois from rescue from Texas. And my baby, Melina, is a also a Belgian Malinois Labrador cross. And they seem to be waiting for a Zoom calls in order to get out of their I said it to Janice, they knew it was their turn. Yeah, they're like, let me tell you about her business. <laughs> So, okay. but I just love, how'd you come up with the idea? Because I didn't even know a place like this exists until we spoke. And I am like, how did I not know about this? We so are. Sorry, they've been quiet for the past hours and now they've, they've okay. gone a little crazy. I had started this in 2009. I had a hundred pound shepherd mix and I worked a lot of hours at the time. I was traveling a lot on business and I was single, so my I was the only human contact my dog was getting on a regular basis. And I wanted to take her on vacation. I hated the idea of working with so many hours and then leaving her when I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to go on vacation. I didn't want to stay home. And there weren't a lot of options. I would call places, and there, this was before most hotels were pet-friendly, mm-hmm. Um there just weren't a lot of options. If they were pet friendly, they would take small dogs, not big dogs. They certainly, right. um, or there'd be nothing to do when you got there. And at that point, I had a group of friends. We had a little dog meetup group. And I was like, we should get some people together and, and take the dogs on vacation. But we couldn't find any place. And I kept saying, you know, this would be a great idea for a business because I can't be the only person yeah. who loves my dog and wants to spend time with them. 
Right. And <laughs> so I said, you know, what if I created like my dog's dream vacation, all the dog sports and things she loved to do and hiking and swimming and just fun stuff. Yeah. And I started calling hotels and they started hanging up on me. <laughs> I would say, you know, I, you know, well, we don't take dogs, but you know, we might take a few. How many do you have? And I'm like, 50. And then you'd hear a click. <laughs> so, you were saying like, you were trying to put together like a retreat, right? So you were yeah. saying, so it wasn't like Janice saying, I'm going to bring my dog. You were trying to show up with no. 50 people and 50 I dogs. Wanted, or 50 couples. I wanted to create a vacation that would have lots of activities that people could take their dogs to. And I could take mine too. Yeah. And um, I did actually, this was in the height of the recession, of course, yeah. so it was like staycations were all the rage. Nobody was going anywhere knows with their dog. But, you know, I don't believe when you have an idea, I think if you put it off, you can put things off endlessly and never actually, you know, get it going. And I believed in the idea. I had friends who loved their dogs and loved the idea of going places with their dogs. Mm-hmm. And I just felt that if I loved the idea so much, somebody else would. So I actually did find a hotel that I think they were short for business and they figured, you know, they were going to give it a try kind of carefully. I started, you know, advertising and this was just when Facebook was beginning. So I was kind of working with Facebook. I would go to dog parks. I would go to dog stores. I would tell everyone about it. I would contact the media. And um, I just kind of said, what would my dog, what would be my dogs like club med for dogs? What would be all the activities my dog would like. And that's kind of how I, I put together the programming. Yeah. You know, hiking i i wanted the dogs to be able to swim because my dog liked to swim and the hotel i actually convinced them to give me the pool for the dogs Mm -hmm. um because it was the end of the season and they would shut down at the end of the season so i kind of had the last week and then they were shutting the pool down so i had swimming and hiking and agility and i was active in a lot of dog sports at the time and i had friends who were so Mm -hmm. we kind of pulled together all these friends who were trainers who were dog sport instructors um, a veterinarian I had gone to school with, and we put together this group of people that were going to create this, this vacation for dogs. <laughs> you just used the term, I just had to write this down. I didn't even talk to Valerie's point about who knew that these opportunities actually existed as a profession. Val, did you catch this? Dog Richie sport instructors. Is that the word you use, Janice? Like, is that, is that the phrase? Like there's actually yes. a thing like a, that's a profession. Like I could put that on LinkedIn that I, I'm not me, but if I was, I could be a dog sport instructor. Absolutely. I have friends who, you know, have a business for a living where they teach different dog sports and they do very well. Oh my God. I love that. So not, just, much. not just the I, Frisbee at the beach. There's other things. Yeah. I want to volunteer. I would volunteer to be the person who gets to throw the, uh, whatever the, like the rope thing that the dog's. It's like the long jump for dogs, but they land in the pool. I love that. And I, I, I wish I knew about this. Like, oh my God, I would have worked for you. <laughs> you know, the first year it was literally begging friends. I had trains with trainers and, you know, dog people, no dog people. I had a couple of girls I'd taken a fly ball class with. Um, one of my best friends taught agility and, you know, we all kind of, everyone kind of loved the idea because it was, let's just take our dogs and have this great vacation and, and teach people to do sports and teach them about, um, you know, dog health and nutrition. And let's do a silent auction to support animal charities and yeah. let's do teach canine CPR because that's a really valuable thing to yeah. know. Let's oh make God, a dog rack, arts and crafts. You know, it was just putting fun stuff together. And yeah. it was, I love the idea. And 
I was convinced. My mom thought I was crazy. She was like, seriously, that's the best you can do? Can't you invent post-it notes or something? (laughs) But she still to this day says she never believed it would take off. But I think we were just reaching that point where um, people were more interested in pets being part of their family, not just kind of an afterthought. Amen. So I know we have to go to break, but while we're on break, Tommy, can you bring up her website? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I just... Yeah, a couple of things. Yeah. I just I'm gonna I've already shared the website on uh, Facebook. Uh, what I'll do is I'll share it when we go to break. But also, where Janice, you're it's in New York. This your camp, right? We do two events: one in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, June 9th through 13th, and one in the Catskills in East Durham, New York, September 26th through 29th. We got one coming up. We'll talk about that when we come back. We're gonna get Richie into the conversation. Yeah. I wonder, Richie, have you taken pictures of these camps? Maybe there's a whole. If we haven't done that yet, maybe there's like a whole thing to talk about, right? Richie does my Christmas cards every year. Oh, we'll talk about that. Christmas cards, very cool. <laughs> cool i i don't have like a pet that i would put on a christmas card i'm very into myself i'd probably send a picture of me <laughs> looking at you hey look at it here's looking at you kid this is professionals animal lover show we need a break because i gotta stop talking right back <laughs> are you a business owner do you want to be a business owner do you work with business owners hi i'm stephen fry your small and medium-sized business or smb guy And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics in the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. This is Pals, Professionals, and Out of Lovers Show. I don't know why I did that silly voice. Disc dog. Doc diving. Doc diving. That's my fave. Doga or doga. Yoga? <laughs> doga. Doga. Fly ball. <laughs> what are these? These are not things that I do with my children on the weekend. These are activities that go on when you and your pooch go to canine camp getaway. 
Wow. So incredible. So before we went to break, you were just saying, I know, I'm sharing the page. I'm going to stop sharing the page so they can all see us if they're looking in on the Facebook. And uh, you were saying, Richie does your Christmas cards for you. So Richie, jump into this conversation. What does that even mean? You're like you, who, who's on the, just tell me, just I'll stop. You're doing the Christmas cards. What's going on? I'm a pet photographer. And it's, and you know, whether it's in my studio or whether I'm set up in a pet store, like uh big box like Petco or a local grooming salon, which is what I do. That's my business model. I partner with other pet stores, uh, pet businesses. Uh, um, we set up an event, you know, for a weekend or a few days and people come in with their pets and we take pictures. Just like, listen, I used to do kids. I used to, be, you know, like you used to take your kids to Sears. or Jason sure, I remember, Look, I'm old enough. I didn't take my kids there, but I remember going to Sears. And like you gotta sit up on like the box and they move yeah. stuff around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Okay, so so now our kids for some of us are our pets are our kids, right? Right. And, uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But uh, so people come in with their pets and we do we we do what I what I used to do with kids. I do the same thing with pets, you know. So oh, wait a I second, have... wait a second, wait a second. I think it's such a smart thing though, because what you're saying is so when you partner with groomers or like a pet color, someone's they're bringing their their pet to you right after being groomed, which is like the ideal time to take pictures, right? Yes, exactly. For, for, for grooming salon is the best, of course. Yeah, yeah. because um, you know, and actually we work it out. We give coupons. You know, get a grooming, book a book a photo session at the same time. You get a uh. discount on both, and so forth like that. But it's a whole other business thing. But. You know, yeah, we do Christmas. Uh, we do all the different holidays, whether it's Easter pictures. Uh, uh, Halloween is super busy for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from November 1st until January 1st, it's like uh, super, it's nonstop really for me. It's like. So I have to ask you so if somebody, let's say a younger person, they're, they're in high school or junior high school, they love animals. Um, I'm sure the challenge is that everyone is thinks they're a photographer these days with their phones. But like, if if someone were interested in pursuing this career, um, do you would you mentor or anything like that, or would you recommend this as a career? I mean, I feel like you do great work. I know I would love to use you. I'm thinking about maybe giving a gift certificate for a friend of mine as a gift. Um, you know, but but yeah, let's start with the younger people. Like, if someone's interested in this career. Would you maybe mentor them? I do mentoring. I do coaching. I run some Facebook groups for professional and aspiring professional photographers. Oh, that's great. 10,000 people in those groups. Wow. Uh, Hi, everybody. Some of them have been doing photography for 30 years, and some of them have been doing it for three months, or they haven't even started yet, but they know what they want to do. And so... uh, I already do that. I started a pet photographer school 10 years ago. Ah, so so uh, smart. In in New York, yeah. I don't do it anymore because my work got so busy with uh, the pet stores. Mm -hmm. But um, I was probably the first one ever to do anything like that. And now there's quite a few that, that, um, you know, have some programs where you could go and learn uh, about the pet photography and uh, so forth. You're going to wait till the break to share this. So if you're only listening in, you got to check this out on Facebook later on. Uh, talking about her, But I, I had to look at these, these two with the dresses. Like, yeah. <laughs> Richie, what's going on here? All right. So, you know, this is a whole nother thing that I do. Uh, it's funny because, Tommy, uh, I, 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 in the photography world, I'm, I'm in a niche, within a niche, within a niche. And what I, what I mean is that 
I've specialized now, first of all, I, I've been a photographer over 40 years. The oh first God. 25, yeah, that's me, see? <laughs> <laughs> For the first 25 years, I, I wear I this hat. kids and families like we were talking about. And then about yeah. 20 years ago, I, uh, you know, it's a whole story, but let's just say for now, I got into the pet photography and I, I sold my wedding photography business and I've been only doing pets for 21 years now. You love and it. So, and you must love this every day. I do. And now within that niche of pet photography, my business model is uh, doing themed portraits where it's not just a plain old white or back, black backdrop. You know, I like to make it like scenery and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, like that, that picture was done in a studio, but it looks like it's outdoors. And so I do that. that and, uh, yeah. And, and, and the other thing that I do is like those dogs in the dresses uh, here yeah. in New York and some other places in the East Coast and West Coast, there's pet fashion shows. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, this was done for a woman who's got uh, a couple of dresses that they use in the pet fashion shows. Oh, and, so it says here, Richie, it says Hecklin Couture for dog. Dogs. Shout out to Roberto Negrin because that's like who you have this. I don't know where in the world that is, but that's something that's on your because uh, it's got a it's got like a a plus and then a sixty four and then a bunch of phone numbers after that. So I don't know where in the world that place is. I believe he's in uh, either New York City or Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. But oh, uh, it looks like an international number or something like that. I, no, I don't think so. All right, it's all good though. But this no, is the, no, no. That's that's actually a New York exchange. Yeah, fashion shows. He, you know he, what? He, he, he designs clothes for, for pets. Yeah. I have yeah. to say that, look at this, look at this. He's trying to compete. You're never going to win against the animals, Tommy, to me. So I'm not trying to compete with the animals. <laughs> I'm trying to compete with Richie Schwartz. I had this. Uh, well, you're not going to win that one either. <laughs> but anyway, one of the things that I also really love, and I learned this recently, but, um, you know, Richie will also do things for um you know animals adoptable animals um and also he's a true pet photographer it's not just dogs or dogs and cats he will photograph i mean look people have so many different animals that they absolutely adore hey, birds snakes? rabbits yeah, yeah. You take what's that i'm asking him if he's take have you photographed any snakes yes yeah yes so yeah i you know um when I, when I started the pet business, we started it uh, by joining forces with uh, PetSmart. And uh, we we had no idea what was going to happen. We made a proposal, like uh, me and the two other guys. We, we had this idea where we would uh, do like a standardized, like McDonald's, like, you know, where every photographer going into every store had the same packages, the same equipment, the same prices, which is most important for them to be able to do an advertisement for a company like that. They right. want to do a national ad. Before that, they would have, you know, guy would get on the phone, look in the yellow pages and find a photographer who come and do whatever they did. So we proposed it and uh, we thought they'd give us a few stores. And the first contract was for 300 stores in 30 states. And uh, it How just, many guys were, this is like three guys? Well, no, we 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 formed a company. We hired right, 40, we we hired forty photographers. Wow! And trained for because the next year Petco <laughs> called us and said we want you to do the same thing for us. Oh now my we're god! Six hundred stores. Richie and Janice, stores. sorry to cut you off, but Richie Janice, come off mute too because I, look, this is the point. If you have an idea, right? Yeah. 
go freaking do it. Like, go try it out. Test the waters. You didn't know if this was going to work. You were a wedding photographer, right? And then you turn around and there's a demand like that for a thing that was an idea. Janice, there was this idea. You wanted to take your pet on a vacation and now you have a business out of it. I love it so much. And I want to actually, Richie, I'm sorry, but um, I know we're a couple of minutes to break, but can you pretty please the sugar on top? Talk about that dog that you uh, promoted, the, the rescue animal that uh, Frankie, I believe, was the name. Oh, yeah. Tell us that story. He's just one of many, you know. Um, I, I, I learned, uh, you know, early on, I learned about that. Um, first of all, I've had dogs my whole life. I grew, I was born into a home that had a dog and, you know, I got my first own dog, uh, which was a rescue dog. It was just, you know, I didn't buy a dog. I was 18 years old and leaving for college. And I got a dog that came with me and she had a puppies. And one of them was born with uh, three legs. Actually it was five, but two were stuck together. They had to amputate it. Uh, and uh, the vet asked me if I want to put it in the shelter or, or give, you know, give it away or something or put it to sleep. I said, well, you're nuts. And so I had this three-legged dog. That was the best. Mr. James was his name. And he hopped around like a rabbit. He was great. But, you know, the idea of like somebody saying, do you want to put him in a a shelter or, you know, or put him to sleep was like crazy. And I, at that point, I started to learn more about the dog world like that. I, I really had no clue. And, uh, so anyway, over the years, jumping back years later, I know that, when you go and you go online, it's, it's all happened with the computer, you know, with the with the internet, where people could go and look at dogs that were up for adoption in the shelters. And what I, we saw was that they, you know, they always look like they're in jail and they look sad and, and it looks dirty and stuff. And so we started to, uh, me and my staff, we started to go to different uh, shelters and got involved with rescue groups uh, that fostered dogs. And we would make these pretty pictures with the nice background and professional lighting and make sure they were brushed. And we take these great pictures and put them online so that dogs get adopted. We now know that it increases their chances. A, a yeah. good picture will, will, like by 75%, will increase chances of getting adopted. Thank so you. Absolutely. And instead of looking mean and instead of looking dirty and oh, instead attractive. of looking sad, we, you, you know, know they, I, I never see I didn't have to do this whole online dating thing or, you know, finding apps and swiping or whatever. (laughs) But um, but like and I only say I didn't have to because my wife and I've been together for like 100 years. But like I understand people probably put the best pictures of themselves on those apps. They probably don't put the like I mean, like, look at what Instagram is. Speaking of Instagram, I'm going to we're going to go to break. I have Richie's Instagram. I'm going to share. I mean, you have look. There's this one photograph with this dog that has a blue eye and a brown eye. And I just did that. I did that too. I'm going to show it, and we'll talk about it when we come back. We'll be right back. This is okay. I'll follow up with that. Bye bye. Franklin Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. This is Pals on Tommy D. Val, can you take it away? I'm too busy looking at Richie's Instagram page. <laughs> I mean, look, at, look at this one here with the luau. Richie, this is what you're talking about when you said themes, right? So cute. Uh, you have to see these pictures. It's hard yeah. to describe them all, but um, you know what? I, I guess, so getting back to one of my frustrations is, and I, I try to reach out, I send emails and make phone calls and um, I'll see like a dog who is up for adoption, has a really sweet face. But it's behind the bars. The, the the kennel is filthy. It has like, you know, number one and number two going on in the background. And I'm like, can you please show a better picture of this dog? But so Richie, the dog that he was telling me about was a long-term resident of a particular location. And by sprucing up the picture and everything, I believe the dog you said got adopted very quickly after that, right? Yep, yep, yep. It, it really works. It, it happens a lot, you know, that... That particular thing was, uh, we went to the, um, here on Long Island, the town of Hempstead Animal Shelter in Wantaw. And what we did was, we, I did it like I do in any other pet store. I set up my, my backdrops and stuff. They were having an, an adoption a day. This was pre-pandemic, of course. And right. so what I did was, people that were coming in to adopt, we would give them a free photo, free photo session and a free picture to take home. Uh, or that we would mail to them so that a, a little added incentive for them to come right. in. If nice. they wanted to purchase a couple more, no problem with that, but they didn't have to. I was there to give them a free picture to incentivize them to adopt that day. But while we were there, we took the do- the 10 dogs that were there the longest, and it was anywhere from a few months to uh, almost a year or even more for, for some of them. Yeah, they have dogs there for three years. pictures too, and we really did it up. We used Hawaiian backdrops. We put glasses on them. We did all <laughs> kinds of stuff. And the, this one dog, uh, Frankie, that was there a very long time, and I just saw recently that uh, somebody, you know, uh, was t- telling the story of how she adopted him after seeing him. And uh, she, she, was she, to- she said she had adopted him after seeing your, the photograph you did of Frankie. Yeah. 
Yes, Richie. Okay, everybody. But that happens. I mean, but that's why I do it. That happens all the time. Whether it's Frankie or Joey or Tony, it does. You know, you need your pom poms. <laughs> on the ready with the pom poms. I'm sorry, I'm listening. You know, but I, I love that's that so much. That's advocacy. It doesn't have to be. Right. Like, you don't have to be up and down the street, you know, holding up the posters and the signs and going to foil and value. There's so many ways to make You can make an impact, right? Right. And sometimes it's a combination of things. But, um, you know, I I just, I love the creativity behind it. And I also, um, I love the idea of other future um, pet photographers, if you will. Um, (laughs) I love the idea of other people who... I mean, because here's the thing. I used to work at a, in a bank. I used to work at Citibank a million years ago. And I remember um, talking to a coworker of mine at the time. She was, uh, you know, on the banking side. She was like the greeter person. And it was sad because the truth is she was very unhappy with her day-to-day work duties. And she was quite miserable. Um, and she was a, outside of work. She was vibrant, fun, hilarious, and, and a big pet lover. And I remember talking to her, I was encouraging her, why don't you meet with a headhunter, you know, shop the market, whatever. Um, But she felt stuck. And when I said to her, what would you, if you could do anything, what would you like to do? And her answer was probably something with animals. And I know that there's a lot of people who feel that way. So this is, you know, one of the things, and Janice, I also want to get back to you because I'm sure that you also have um, other friends in this pet world. I mean, we all do. And even just joining American pet professionals and being exposed to all of these people that are incredible, like they're everything, vet techs to pet manufacturer, product manufacturers. You know, if you just think about that alone, the pet industry is exploding. I just read last week, 70% of American households have at least one pet. So we're talking leashes, collars, you know, manufacturing of bowls, clothes, glamour shop clothes, you know, hygiene items, brushes, toothpaste for animals, toothbrushes for animals, like, like you name it, there is a, a demand for it, toys. And on top of that, then you have the more traditional ones, you know, the, the trainers, the groomers. I mean, these grooming people make great money there. I know a mobile groomer, she gets $85 a haircut. That's before a tip plus you tip them because they're coming to your home. And like, they can't have enough trucks. They, they need more, you know, groomers because they, they just have so much demand for this. So I just want to encourage people like, you know, you don't have to get stuck in a career of banking. If you don't love it, if you love banking and that's your thing, that's awesome. But if you are a pet lover and an animal lover, there are tons of things that you can do career wise. Right, Janice? Absolutely. And if you don't see it, you can start your own. That's it. Yes. That's it, Janice. Be a, creative. Be a creator. I love that. So, Janice, tell me what, like, all right, so I'm going to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania in June, right? Like, assume, like let's play. Let's roll. <laughs> I have a dog. I don't. But let's just pretend I do. Let's hear that. I'm in trouble. Let's pretend <laughs> I do. And we're going down, going to Gettysburg, and we're uh-huh. sitting Battle of Gettysburg, and there's camp. What's that going to be like? What, what, what is that all about? You're going to get there. You're going to get a great goodie bag for you and your dog. And then there's going to be six to eight activities every hour of the day. So you can try virtually anything. You don't have to have any special training. Our instructors will start whether you have never tried anything or whether you're a competitive agility or dock diving person that wants to up their game. We have classes from beginner to advanced. 
Um, we have stuff like, you know, we have a low impact hike if for older dogs, we have kind of a busier hike for the, you know, more active dogs and all day long classes repeat themselves. So, you know, if you miss agility in the morning, cause you wanted to do barn hunt, then you could do agility later. And then if you miss nose work because you were busy swimming or dog diving, you can take nose work later. So you have you multiple get away, opportunities. You can get away with saying things that I don't understand without me. So <laughs> hold on a second. Nose work is awesome. What is nose work? <laughs> Initially, you start nose work, you put treats in boxes and the dogs have to find them. And I mean, you might have 10 boxes out and three treats and the dogs have to use their nose to sniff and find the treats. Now, obviously this is a fun game. You're a dog, there's treats involved. Go find the treats. Yeah. Eventually you switch to scents and now the dog would find a particular scent um, like um, clove and they would be rewarded with the treat when they find the scent. And this is actually what you could use if you were going to do narcotics or um, explosive detection or even search and rescue. But Amazing. usually you start it as a sport and as a game where they're going to find treats and then they're going to learn to find the scent right. in order to get the treats. And you can continue in it and earn AKC titles. You can work on that and then build your skills and do other work. Um, so the dog can can learn this, might learn this new skill set, right? And the, the owner <clears throat> that might say, hey, this could be something we can do as a thing, right? And then they when they leave, they might get into this hobby or it sounds like it's not only a hobby. It sounds like it's a profession for the animal. Well, we also know someone, Tommy, actually, we have a scheduled guest, uh, our our friend Lynn Fidali, who is involved. She has a scent, uh, a tracking dog Mm -hmm. who helps find off of scent um, Mm -hmm. dogs that go missing on Long Island. And, And it's incredible work. But yeah, so it's great because it's enrichment. It's not just, you know, um, like throw us. They, they have, have to puzzle something out. Right. Dogs have up to two years longer. If you can exercise uh, their brains and keep them active and socialize them. So mm-hmm. things like this, where they're working, not only makes them better behaved, happier, healthier, but you get a longer living dog because you're using their mental facilities and, that's why some of these sports, both the physical and the mental, are really, really good for your dog. And it's stuff you can do together. You know, we do therapy dog training and testing at camp. So if you have a dog with the right temperament and we can get the training to do the obedience, um, they can be out. I, I have therapy dogs that for 10 years have been visiting hospitals, hospices, nursing homes that mm-hmm. learned and tested at camp. And they're making a huge difference in people's lives. That's amazing. I would be probably stuck in class if I went to your camp. I would want to learn like every, like soak it all up. But I, I love so much also, I'm sorry, Tommy, really quickly, like, the, you know, the agility courses, one of my favorite things to watch when, when I have some extra time, I'm not going to lie, is like the blooper reel of dogs doing agility. <laughs> I love that. I love it when they fail. I'm sorry. It sounds terrible, but it's so cute. They're like, I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm supposed to go left. They go right. I'm supposed to jump over something. They roll over. It's hilarious. <laughs> Look, you ever watch that show, um, American Ninja Warrior or any of those kind of shows? Like those are hysterical, especially it's great when they, they, they accomplish the feat, but it's even better when they def- get defeated and they get hurt. But we don't want to see animals get hurt. I got a couple things no. we got to do because we do have to go to a break. I have a million Uh-oh. questions. I'm cranky because the show's almost over. Um, and here's the thing. We got a, somebody, we had a question coming in on the chat on Facebook, a guy called, uh, for, he says, hi guys from Inman, South Carolina, a guy hi. called Barry Heffron. And his <laughs> question is for, uh, for Richie. Does Richie have to drug untrained animals to sit for a photo shoot? 
So, I, I mean, we don't really drug animals on here on, on the professionals and animal lover show, but I guess, Richie, is there, is there a tactic there to help dogs relax? So, before I became a photographer, I was a veterinary technician and a dog groomer. I was working in an animal hospital. Later on, I, I, I you know, uh, learned how to train dogs. I did that for a while. But uh, so my experience of being able to handle all kinds of dogs, uh, you know, calm dogs, shy dogs, uh, scared dogs, aggressive dogs, hyper dogs, happy dogs, um, it's not a problem for me. It might be for someone else, but for me, it's a piece of cake. Uh, I've done hundreds of thousands of pictures of uh, animals, dogs mostly, over the last 21 years, and I can honestly say I remember one time, one time, that's a one, as in one time, that I couldn't get the dog's picture because he, we couldn't get him to stay long enough to get one picture. There's not even, yeah. The owner got mad at me, but it was, you know, what What do you do? do? Like, I, I wonder, like, there was, some, there was one cute picture that, yeah, there was a lot of cute pictures you had on the Instagram, but one was like, you had the dog dressed like a rabbi and then the other one was dressed like Santa Claus or something like that. Or maybe it was like, it was, um, it was, that's my Christmas card that I send out. Yeah. One's wearing a, in the Christmassy with the red. The other yeah. one is a Hanukkah with the blue. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I did that. I love that. I love that. That's such yeah. good. Stuff. So, so Barry, just to answer your question. Uh, no, no, I don't drug the dogs. <laughs> uh, no, I talk to them. Nice. Richie, I, that's, I, I apologize. That's my husband. He no, I get it. I know. Funny. I recognize the name. And it's probably fine, thought he was funny. other people may be wondering as well. You know, you just Richie, he's he's probably kick he would be kicking me going, dude, you weren't supposed to ask that on the show. That was like just for me to say something on Facebook would be funny. No, and I listen, I, I, my, my first job, I, I quit the animal hospital on a Friday, and on Monday I was working in a baby photography studio that 40, 41 years ago. So um if if I can get the babies and the two year olds to sit and take pictures, I certainly can get the dogs to do it. Listen, treats work ninety nine percent of the time. You know, we all like treats. Even yeah. animal, you know, even this kind of animal likes treats. I love treats. I'm yeah. big. treats <laughs> and a nice uh, a nice scratch on the head, a belly rub. You know, whatever they. Are you want talking about do. me now, or are you talking about the dogs? Either one. Either right, one. I like to have my belly scratch. That's a whole nother show, everybody. All right, this is this one is called pals. Um, let's take a quick break. I can't believe we're gonna draw the show to a close but uh we, we're gonna do the lightning round you share with us where you guys are going what's upcoming yeah. events things like that when we get back from commercial break okay were, were you able to get that picture i sent to frankie i just saw that I'll, yeah i didn't know yeah, what so, like that's the picture we did in the shelter and you that's what i did that? all right let me let me figure out how to show it we'll show it when, when you come back. back yeah got it yeah. all right we'll be right back dylan take us Thank a break you. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us.
Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. This is Pals, Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. All right, here's the deal. Check it out. I'm Tommy D. That's Valerie. We have our friends here, Janice and Richie. Uh, Richie, I just shared that photo of Frankie. I'm surprised he didn't get adopted like that afternoon, like once you posted that picture. You know, do you guys remember uh, Spuds McKenzie? Yeah, of course. Remember, like, I, so I was like a kid when that whole thing, I think it was Bud Light, and he was like, this is probably why to this day I wear Hawaiian shirts on the weekends. Like, I was like a big, and you know, like, Pitt's got like a really bad rap for a lot of years and stuff like that. But, um, but he had the, he had like shades on and he'd have like a Hawaiian shirt. He'd be like on a surfboard and maybe had like a Hawaiian leg. I'm actually realizing out loud, probably why I dress like I do on the weekends with like, I dress like Spuds McKenzie. I was like 11 years old or nine years old or something. And I dress like Spuds McKenzie for Halloween, Val. I had like a black, like patch over my eye, like that whole thing. So who's You're on the show? You're definitely one though, Tommy. Who, he, let me just make this quick point because yeah. it's relevant to the rescue world, but you're not the only person who was influenced actually by like a celebrity dog or animal. And so one of the issues that we face um, in the world of animal rescue and advocacy is that a movie will come out, it will highlight a certain type of dog, and then all of a sudden, everybody wants, uh, with Lassie, it was the Collies, with, uh, you know, I forgot, a Turner and Hooch, it was the Mastiffs, with, and, and unfortunately, when people are just doing something because it's on trend, they have no real idea or education about what that animal needs. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. kind of like impulsive. And yeah. I forgot what the other one, I mean, think of any dog, famous dog, and awesome. you'll find a whole bunch of people who all of a sudden want, you know, a French bulldog. Look, when, we, when I got that, I ended up getting a pit bull then when I was a kid and we were feeding it Budweiser and Bud Light because I thought uh. for, none of that happened. I never had a dog growing up. I was just a joke, Valerie, and all oh. my I'm just joking. You don't. Okay. Public service announcement. Everybody listen, lean in. Don't feed your dog or cat beer, period. End of story. Non or any alcohol. Any, right. I'm sorry. No alcohol or drugs for dogs. That's definitely a that's the point. That's the point. Like so, people uh, get influenced. Yeah. That, 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 that concept, uh, uh, it's also a problem uh, for Christmas and uh, holiday time because uh, a lot of people give, puppies or kittens as right. presents because right. it's so cute. they're giving to somebody as a present they're not thinking like okay that person's now committed for the next 10 to 15 years exactly. bills and health care and um, uh, shots and food and all that stuff that comes with owning and training and training right, right. so, so, so let's get an ipod or something right 
Right. Right. So, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be impulsive. If you see a Taco Bell commercial and there's a cute Chihuahua saying "Yo quiero Taco Bell," it doesn't mean to run out and get a Chihuahua. But Richie, um, Richie and Janice, I I want to jump back to the business part of it for just like a quick second. So two things. Um, so Richie, can you give us an example? Speaking of holidays or whatever, if somebody wants to come to your studio, it's up to you if you want to talk about pricing or packages. Um, but also tell everyone where we can find you. And then same thing, Janice, like uh, you have those two dates. Are you full or, you know, what can we do and where can they find you? Like, all right. So Richie, start. So are you. <laughs> Richie, so, all right. So the easiest way to find me is send me an email, Richie at petsphotography.com. That's plural, P-E-T-S photography.com. Send me an email or go to the website, petsphotography.com. And uh, over there, there's a contact page and we can get together. So um, uh, it's simple. We do have a studio, but we most of my work is partnering with other pet businesses. You could call up and we'll make an appointment for you either at an event or in the studio. Um, I'll just say this about um, what I do is um, it's kind of one of a kind uh, the way that I do it. And uh, as far as prices go, I'm, uh, you know, I'm the, probably the most reasonable priced pet photographer in the country for, for someone with my experience and talent and, uh, and jokes. I tell really good jokes. Yes, you do. Like that. And uh, you know what? I'm going to make an announcement right now. I have not announced it yet. I'll probably do it on Facebook. It's like, um, because uh, it's brand new. Uh, for the seventh year, for the seventh time in the last 10 years, I was just voted the best pet photographer on Long Island in the best of Long Island competition, which has been going on in my category for 10 years. I want just in February, they gave me the new award for this year. Photographer. So I'm doing something right, I guess, guys, if you, you need are. a pet photographer, call me. If I can't help you, I will find you another pet photographer that can help you. I, I just want to say you. something. Thank you, Richie. Thank you for being here. Just I'm looking at the notes. 40 years, you've, you've photographed over 100,000 pets. How the hell is that even possible? I, you don't have to answer that question. I'm just saying that's incredible. That's all. That's I sound, I sound like Christopher Walken for a second. Crazy, but it would sound crazy because like that's a lot of pictures. All right, so, so we got we are running out of time, which happens only every single week on the show. Janice, just tell time us to make quick. a ninety-minute show. Maybe next time from now on we'll do ninety minutes. That's it, Richie. That's it. It could be ninety minutes just if I was by myself. Janice, go ahead. Tell us. Tell us. Answer Valerie's question for us, please. I just hit you unmute. I went to mute me. I muted you. Let's try that again. Oh my God. Okay. Is that better? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, as I said, we do two of these a year. Our longer one is five days, four nights in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Um, it is a little more upscale. We have evening entertainment. We have like a comic magician. We have karaoke and the dogs are on the Congo line. We have a karaoke. dog. Movie. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, the dogs go to everything. They go to the yappy hour. They go to the evening entertainment. The dogs go everywhere. Oh, um, that's where we have dock diving. So that's our big one. We do a smaller one in September. It's four days, three nights in the Catskills in East Durham, New York. Um, smaller facility. So that's almost sold out. And um, again, we have all of the activities except dock diving. And um, I don't know if we have the water yoga in that one or not. What's the yes, we, we do dog water yoga. <laughs> we have both, both camps. We have two veterinarians, holistic, traditional. 
we have all kinds of sports and trainers. We do therapy dog uh, training and, and canine CPR at both and every sport you can imagine. So it's really just a good time for you and your dog. And if you want to find out more, we have information, videos. You can contact us at the website. It's uh, caninecampgetaway.com, canine with a C. Canine with a C, campgetaway.com. And we'll share all this. I've already shared this stuff on Facebook. My quick question before we break out of here is, Janice, how many families dog and owner show up at, at these events? Um, we are adult only just because we have so many dogs. We want to make sure it's safe. Um, we generally have about a hundred people, maybe 125 dogs in June and 75 people, 80 to 90 dogs in September. Right. I right. need to meet these people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you, how, how about like, I'm, I have to assume this that these people create relationships and community and they come back together all the time, right? Like they're like oh, yeah. friends. Our return rate is more than 70%. I have people who literally have been at our first camp who are still coming because they make friends. The dogs make friends. Yeah. We have a Facebook, a private Facebook community for our alumni that people stay in touch and support each other. It's a really it. nice community. We raise money together. We've raised more than $50,000 for animal charities since we started. Woo! Um, we do all kinds of stuff to support animal charities. We, um, and our guests have helped form chains to transport. We had a blind dog that's, um, there was a, one of our girls had a rescue in Canada, but the dog was all the way down South. And we just put a chain of, of guests together who volunteered to get that dog up there. So it's we have it. tremendously great people who really love dogs and help each other and help the dog community. It's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. It's special. I want, people. I want to go there. I want to go. I want to go. <laughs> change your hats on me hold on i could do this all right oh that's listen nice, nice, nice. we gotta we gotta go but i i want to say give me the dates again in june because i'm wondering about an on location in gettysburg like the professionals and animal lovers show comes through and does like an on location thing what what's give me that the dates again oh, that would be so cool it's june 9th through 13th did you hear that barry heffron <laughs> yeah, Barry, don't drug the dogs and um <laughs> yeah. hey, you know what if you go to janice's website janice's website and you and you see the the video you will want to go to that i want to i already it. do i've yeah. already seen it yeah. i have yeah. to i have to do it i have hey, to, to figure that out let's work out the details now we'll get you to fly up and i'll drive down and we'll make this thing happen i gotta leave it there Everybody's information will be shared on Facebook. Frankie, I got Frankie on the screen, Richie. I got that's my new screensaver with the shades and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, see, you, you see what it says there? It says uh, sophistication about, comes with age because he was one of the oldest dogs in there for the longest time. So I put that little saying on the we, picture. We got to leave it there before they cut us off. Dylan, great right. job taking care of us today. The greatness of a nation. And its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. We love you all. Take it easy. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Thank you.